Welcome to the Climb Your Everest podcast, a platform where we delve into the incredible stories of women who have triumphed over their personal challenges and are making a profound impact on the world. I'm your host, Sarah Safari, and I'm honored to be the founder of Climb Your Everest, a nonprofit organization passionately committed to offering education and empowerment opportunities to marginalized women, enabling them to unleash their true potential. Joining me as a co-host on this exciting journey is Avi. Together, we are on a mission to bring you inspiring narratives that will uplift your spirits, ignite your passion, and motivate you to climb your own Everest. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Hi, Avi. <laughs> All right. So in the previous episodes, we talked about your personal growth, some of the mental and physical hardships that you faced training and climbing um, and the adventures of Mount Everest and your nonprofit work. Mm-hmm. Now, I have um, some specific questions for you. <laughs> you know, when we, every day we have a lot of distractions, we live these busy lives, you know, you also have, have a job, right? We have our phones and we're so distracted and, you know, we live in Southern California, there's traffic, there's just a lot happening. And, you know, going on Mount Everest, for example, you mentioned that it took about what, 60 days to be on, on that mountain. Yeah. There is, there is a simplicity to being on the mountain and going back, you know, sleeping in tents and eating different food that you would eat, um, at home. You don't have those luxuries using the restrooms, rationing water and all of that. And you had, mentioned um something about antarctica and how you skied i believe it was 600 kilometers mm-hmm. over like 20 30 days yeah um you know so many hours a day and it's something that for me as an individual it's it's inspiring and i really want to do it but i really want to understand what you got out of that how did the did that have a positive influence on, on you? And how, how was that? So I think one of the most difficult things that uh, I've done was crossing Greenland, which I got the idea in Antarctica. In Antarctica, we were stuck and we were waiting for the plane to come pick us up. So we were waiting and waiting and waiting and somebody was talking about skiing across Greenland and I just heard it and I thought, well, that's such a great idea. And then I decided uh, to do it. And that was one of the most difficult things, you know, like on the mountains, you always like go higher and higher and higher. And as you go higher, there are new views and the, the views are changing There are a lot of people on the mountains from different countries and different places. And you always have a base camp to go to, to recover. Crossing Greenland every day, it was only six of us together. So there was like no other people to kind of make friends with or get to know or meet. 
And the views, there's zero views because most of the time it's 360 degrees of just white, overcast, white, nothing, no views. It's just white. It's like walking inside a ping pong ball. So I cannot distract myself with views. I cannot distract myself with people like the same way I do on the mountains. Even on Everest, yes, it is 60 days and it's such a mental game. Uh, To me, it's not a physical game. It's a mental game. And now Greenland, it's even harder because there's no distraction. I just have to be with myself the whole time throughout those 12, 14 hours, sometimes even four or five hours of skiing, right? And I think that's one of the biggest dilemmas of human beings and the ages that nowadays, the life that we have, which is most of the time we are very distracted and we are living a very distracted life of phone and internet and TV and social media and everything. And then there, there is zero. I just really have to be very hang out with myself and be comfortable with myself and get to know myself and my thoughts and my feelings. And I can never escape because it's 30 days and maybe I can distract myself with an audiobook the first 10 days and some sort of music, but there is zero internet. So that's it. Like at day 10, I'm done with all the audiobooks and music. And I then that's when the second 20 days, I only have to be with my breathing. And that's why I also did the 10 day silent meditation, Vipassana, which I really encourage everyone to do it, which is you go somewhere and you sit and you meditate every day, 10 days silently for 14 hours a day. And I feel like one of the best trainings I've done for myself and for my life, not just mountain climbing. I mean, for mountain climbing, it was amazing, but for anything it's one of the best training that I've done was that 10 day silent meditation where we meditating from 4 a.m. to 9 p.m. sitting kind of be quietly not talking with anyone uh, and um, I it's like strongly recommended but that 30 days of kind of silent meditation in Greenland was much harder because we were making camp and breaking camp every day. (laughs) And to add to it, I had 12 blisters. So every step of the way, and I had this huge blister under my feet where I could feel it every single step. And it was hurting every single step. So other than being with my breathing, I had to be with those 12 blisters every single step. And that was difficult, but I needed it. So it, uh, what's interesting is I got divorced only a month before gr- crossing Greenland. And kind of that 30 days gave me a time to reflect, to talk, to analyze, to make peace, to uh, process, forgive, forget. Everything that I needed to do, what happened in those 30 days as I was skiing across Greenland and with those 12 blisters and not being distracted. You went through all the emotions of, you know, grieving, sadness, anger, you know, they... 
Yeah, so exactly. All these steps of anger and sadness and de- denial is first and all of it. And I kept kind of rotating through them and I kind of experiencing them all over again and kind of writing, journaling a lot. So yes, it feels like, you. wow, this is difficult. 60 days being on the mountain. Wow, 30 days across Greenland. But then I think it kind of that, focusing on myself and my breathing and having a chance to process everything that I had to process all my life. I feel like I was on a fast speed living life, like really fast throughout my life, like living in Iran, living in Tehran is a big city. So everything happens really fast. And then I moved to United States and fast, fast, fast. And kind of everything in my life has been fast. And I never had a chance to actually sit down and look back and think about, okay, Let's see what I've done, what I want to do, what is next, and becoming very clear about what's important for me. If I can do anything from this point on, what would you choose? What would I do? Giving myself that opportunity, I think that's a big part for me, and it was very important and it helped me. And, and you climbed a lot of mountains, so you had a lot of time like this. Yeah, I actually enjoy the solitude and being able to sit still with your own thoughts yeah. with yourself and be comfortable. And, you know, um, yeah. you, you almost learn, obviously not to the extent that you've done it, but you almost learn how to control those thoughts. And then you get into like a zone at some point, you know, you're yeah. like, okay, then nothing, nothing else matters now. Mm-hmm. Only yeah, my and- next step matters. And you just, life becomes very, <clears throat> For me, just speaking yeah. for myself, that's been my experience. Um, I also do rock climbing. And when, you know, when you're on a challenging phase, nothing else matters. Everything else just goes out and you are hyper-focused on that. You're very present. You're very yeah. like, I have, I'm never as present as I am yeah. when I am on a face of a mountain. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like kind of, you have to be in the moment. You have to be very present. It is kind of not the moment of like when you're doing something extremely challenging, there is not time to do like daydreaming and kind of thinking about past or the future. You just have to be there right at this moment. I remember I was in Antarctica and there was a storm and for 24 hours, we can, we couldn't leave the tent. We just, we were stuck. Most of the people in the group, they lost their tents. Their tents were broken. So everybody came to my tent and we were kind of trying to find the space in the tent so that we can survive together. And I kind of, I'm like, okay, we can use this time and be miserable for the next 24 hours to 48 hours. We had no idea how long the storm would take. Or we can use this time and do something and learn something and have fun and share stories and I'm like, do I want to make this about the summit? Kind of just sit here, be miserable and just wait for that summit. Or I can kind of start enjoying the moment right now. And I think in the like one of the previous episodes, we also talked about having the mountain climbing be more about the journey rather than right. the summit, rather than the ending and the destination. And I kind of, that was another thing. Another thing that I'm like, it is not really about crossing the Greenland. It's not about getting to the top. 
It's about this moment. Can I make peace with myself, this person, with everything I've done and I haven't done in my life, with everything I have and I don't have in my life, with all the mistakes that I have, with all the challenges that I have, with the family that I have and I cannot change. This is my family and there's going to be my family for the rest of my life. Can I make peace with all of it and love all of it and be okay with all of it? And I think kind of going through all these steps, working on myself made me uh, even more clear about my cause, which is women's empowerment and nonprofit work. Because then I feel like I had to process so much. I had so much extra times to kind of dig in really deeply and see the darkest parts and the saddest parts and the uh, places that I kind of didn't want to visit. And I had to visit all of it and make peace with it and love it and accept it. And then a huge space opened up like a new canvas that you can paint anything on it. And this huge space opened up and I decided to paint the vision that I have for the nonprofit and the work that I'm doing with these women. And that became my new painting. And so rather than just coming from the old painting and whatever life painted for me, I made it something new and different. Um, I decided to share my personal mission and the purpose behind my climb. Uh, all these climbs, not just Everest, all the seven summits with the rest of the world. Um, and empower others through that yeah so that's 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 incredible right so you really found you went to the deepest darkest parts of of your mind and yourself and made peace with it right Mm -hmm. um and that's i guess that's the beauty of nature and being out there and um increasing mindfulness and the quietness of the nature. This is the power of nature. It's just so big and huge and majestic, you know, like the mountains and to- uh, like all these pieces of huge pieces of glacier and ice. They're so majestic. And I feel so small, like when I'm around them, that it's like there's no ego. I mean, the ego kind of uh, cannot talk. What comes out is like how I can forgive and how I can process and how can I be as authentic and I can be with myself. So, so I guess, you know, in, in all of this, you, you went through the self-discovery that, okay, this is the mission of my life. You know, yeah. I want to do women's empowerment and, you know, can you talk a little bit about the significance of representing a community and, empowering others um i think really all this work that i did in the mountains was kind of a symbol of the work that i was doing in the nonprofit because i kept asking people to push themselves out of their comfort zone and i wanted to walk the talk and as i was saying things i wanted to do them first myself and experience them and reach my own limits 
and fail. I mean, fail with quotations, with air quotations, because that's not really failing. It's just really experiencing new things, experimenting. And, and I think as I was telling other people like about my journey and sharing my journey, that was kind of my, I was uh, making a path as I was doing these activities without even kind of knowing or planning them, I was blazing, creating a path for other people, for the women in the nonprofit organizations that I was active or working with to kind of walk the, their talk and walk with me and learn with me. And um, I still think it's this is not a uh, work in progress. I'm still learning and I never think that, oh, I've arrived. I know everything. No, I think all of us, it's, it's a journey and we just have to be open to learn and uh, work together. So, and figure it out and be open and honest. And my team, people that I was climbing with or hiking with or crossing Greenland with like I think my team members had a big part in it as well because they had to be the mirror they had to they were there and they were very supportive and kind and amazing people so maybe in the next episode we kind of talk more about teamwork the impact of other people and how we can use teamwork um, to kind of benefit both ourselves as mountain climbers and in the nonprofit work to empower women. That's a, that's a great segue to our next episode, um, really revolving around teamwork, not just in nonprofit, but in larger organizations too. Yeah. 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 For sure. And and you work in a big organization. So I think you can come up with some good examples. All right. Perfect. So that's what we're going to do next. All right. Thanks. Sounds good. At Climb Your Everest, our mission is to provide access to education and resources to marginalized women so that they can gain the skills and knowledge they need to succeed in their lives and communities. But we can't do it without your help. 100% of your donation is tax deductible and will go directly towards funding our programs, including scholarships, educational material, and mentorship. So please visit our website, climbyoureverest.org, and make a donation today. Every little bit helps. It costs $25 to sponsor one girl to participate in empowerment workshops for a month. If you're interested, please contact me at sara at climbyoureverest.org. And together, we can empower marginalized women to climb their own personal Everest. Thank you for your support.